Welcome to Listening to Paint Try with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. Thank you for joining us for as we strive to become better, braver, happier painters. So Dan, it has been quite a summer and now we're into the fall too. Uh, it's A lot has been going on and we haven't really touched base in a bit. So um, how about for today, we kind of do a bit of a review show of all the things that have kind of gone on since maybe June, we'll say. Sure. Awesome. Okay. But we're, we're going to work backwards a little bit though. Uh, last weekend, uh, which was the 16th and 17th of October, uh, Dan and I helped coordinate a class at Game Garrison in Fredericksburg, Virginia, taught by uh, the fantastic artist Eric Swinson. And uh, that we maxed out at 16 and we had 16 attendees and it, you know, it was a, it was a overall I'll, spoiler alert. It was a great weekend, uh, learned a ton, but, uh, we're going to go into a little bit more specifics about some of the things that were, went through the class and, uh, you know, what we kind of thought. So Dan, why don't you start us out with your overall impression of the class? And we'll also caveat this too, that, um, although it's not that big of a deal, but it is good to note that this was Eric's first two day workshop. He's taught a ton of other, uh, hour-long class, you know, several hour-long classes, etc. Um, but this is his first time he put kind of all that stuff together for a two-day camp type thing. Yeah. Well, as um, anyone who has taken any classes knows, um, it, there's, there's a lot to learn in the paint world. And um, trying to put all of that into a two-day class um, makes it... Uh, uh, enjoyable, fun, uh, stressful, <laughs> um, frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it went pretty well. Um, especially, you know, uh, since this was his first two day class, you, I don't think you really be able to tell that. I think there's a little bit of prep that we're just not aware that you needed to do for a two day class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we caught on pretty quickly with that. Um, I, I can't even share the great amount of information that I learned, even though I've been through so many other classes with so many great painters, you're always picking up something new. Um, I, yeah, I, great people, everybody helping each other out, uh, thinking mm-hmm. that you're a decent artist and then someone you've never, never seen or heard of before sits down next to you and paints and you're like, holy crap, that is freaking amazing. Why aren't you showing that stuff? Yeah, the, the that guy Ethan next to you. Was, was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What, man?" And then his buddy—I can't remember his name. I wish I could. Mike. Uh, here in a minute, I can. Was that his name? Was Mike? Oh, he was a Mike also. Yeah. Um, he had just like great like ideas and use of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he is a tattoo artist, so he's he's got that uh, that on his side. But uh, just being able to look over and say damn it what in the world are they doing over there i was like okay i guess i need to start painting a little bit more because my shit's looking stale well of course and then we had somebody we're gonna have on the show here in not too long will han was in the class as well who's another so we had everything from uh semi-pro minor league all the way to to super rookie never picked up a brush Mm -hmm. you know guy and um Eric was able to communicate 
to each person at their level and and help everyone. I think everybody got something out of that class. Right. And even talking to somebody who was one of, uh, on the newer side, they said they struggled a little bit by the, fir- the first day, but by the second day, they were gotten to the groove of everything. And that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense that the first, the first wave of it is very hard. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, um, Eric's style isn't like, you know, an Alfonso style where he's kind of like the fire hose of information is coming and you just got to hold <laughs> on to the side of your da- your chair and pray you don't get knocked over. Um, and that's fine. That's I'm not that's not a criticism of Alfonso. It's just a different style of teaching. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I thought I, I thought he did a good job uh, doing spot feedback. Um, now I know when we did the survey, somebody thought that he could be a little harsher. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was very nice, but the other side of it is that, that, you know, and he made a point when I brought this up to Eric made a point when I brought him up to him, it brought this up to him and he's like, he doesn't, he didn't know anybody in the class well enough besides like his friend Dave that came up in Wuhan to really go there. Right. You know, like he, exactly. like you definitely, if you, if you're going to do harsher criticisms or no, I don't, that's a bad way of saying it, but like more blunt criticisms, you have to know the person first. And Eric's absolutely right about that. Um, and so that was, in, that's, that's kind of an interesting conversation, but. Yeah, and, you know, and maybe that's something else that, uh, you know, people, as we take these classes, we don't really see is what are the expectations of the students of the, uh, of the instructor, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to that, because they're like, Oh, well, I wish I would have, you know, he would have not spent more time. Uh, but maybe they would have been a little bit more blunt or, um, critiqued a little harder and showed, you know, but you know, they have to think, okay, who is this person? How do, mm-hmm. how do they paint? And they have to evaluate all that instantly. And then, respond without you know crushing a person because man it didn't take more than a couple extra words to like crush somebody uh, where they're not going to want to paint anymore and that's definitely not what we want to do no not at all not at all and it's not you know it's not fair to anybody to to make them feel like that or yeah absolutely and can i give you one of the weirdest phenomena and this definitely is result is is linked um because i feel like there is a disconnect in your eyes almost at times. And what I mean by that is that I struggled with the abs on the Morlock model on just one side, like really badly. And I was like, I repainted the abs like four times on this right side. And even when, when we went away at night, that night for dinner, I went, this is the God, I'm gonna have to redo that side. The abs are just crap. When I came back in the next morning, I was like, wait, did somebody overnight repaint the abs? Like, did a Keebler elf come in and repaint the abs on this? And I took a picture before I left that night, and I looked at them, and they were the same. And in the lens of the morning, they were substantially better. And I feel like I kind of got myself into a frustration trap when I was working on the abs, and so I could, I was no longer seeing really what I was doing. I was only seeing 
the mistake, any mistake or, you know what I'm saying? Does that, I don't hope that makes sense. But yeah, when I came yeah, back it to it the next morning with fresh eyes, I was like, all right, these aren't as bad as I thought they were. Yeah. You and know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was very disappointed in some of the shadows that I did uh, on the pecs because, you know, you had very large chest muscles and um, I was kind of disappointed because I just didn't like the way that the shading happened. But uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, the missus was like, you know, you haven't showed me this, this stuff. Because oh, we were talking about scales. And she's like, what scale are you talking about? It's like, oh, there's different scales. Um, and so I was like, well, here, let me show you real quick. And then when I picked it up and looked at the figure, I was like, oh, you know what? That shadow didn't look nearly as bad as I thought. And actually, the, the, the blending was a smidge better than I, you know, than I saw that last day where I was mm -hmm. kind of disappointed. Um, even though it looks the same, as you said. So maybe it is fatigue, you know, Hey, we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting old, man. And we're staring at something, you know, four inches away from our face for, you know, 16 hours, you know, that shit's got to be messing something up in there. And at some point you have to pull it away a bit and, and to get perspective of it, you can't just keep your face mm -hmm. on the model and expect for it to look good. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. I'll give you one other example too. Um, so the last couple of hours of the class basically were, he was like, I'm going to go around the room. You paint what you want to paint on the figure and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, you use what I've taught you over the last 16 hours or 14 hours in these two hours and I'll help you, which I thought was great. Um, and I worked on the ax blade, which we had not worked on. I literally threw some colors on there and sketched it out. And I was kind of like, eh, and I corrected just the areas of the sketches. There is zero blending whatsoever. And when I posted the figure on Instagram and sent it to a couple of, uh, of other friends, the number one comment I got is like, dude, that ax blade is looking fantastic. And I'm like, really? That was, that ax blade took me three minutes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm just speed painting the rest of my life. And it's going to yeah, be well, like throwing slapping you know, colors on and moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's kind of the uh, the uh, theme of <laughs> the weekend. That's true. Eric is an incredibly fast painter, but uh, he, he, you know, he's it's part of his business because he does, you know, those uh, tabletop. He does the, the miniatures for privateer press and uh, he's got to churn them out to make the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, exactly. hey. I, I wish I had that discipline. Um, but yeah, you know, as I've learned in my course of this weak ass attempt at becoming a commission painter that, yeah, I don't have the chops for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One a year is probably my limit. And after yeah. that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, might get, so, I might get one done. I'm going to, I'm going to say overall, I, I would definitely give this class a two thumbs up. And then if it gets, if he redoes this two day workshop, um, Hell yeah, it's worth. I think it's certainly worth taking. It was two hundred and fifty dollar class, two days with with Eric. You, you learn a ton, um, and it doesn't. I don't think it comes at you too fast. I think it, he he paces a class pretty well. Yeah, because what we went through like four major, more major major like not necessarily techniques, but areas that to focus on. So right, like day one was skin, face, and uh, leather fur. Yeah. Um, and you know, and skin and do. face are a little bit different, but they're kind of in the same area. Yeah. And then the second day was non-metallic metals and uh, hair. Yeah. It's so, 
you know, yeah, mm-hmm. people who teach three day classes on non-metallic metal. So it was pretty, I, I yeah. it was pretty good. Uh, it, it was a pretty good, uh, I, he does a pr- overall present. He does a presentation before we start painting non-metallic mm-hmm. metal, which is nice. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that helped a lot. And it really does. If you haven't had a non-metallic metal class before, it was it was good to hear about like how does it work and how does it inter how do metals interact with um, with light and then secondary lights and things like that. Uh, even though it was only like a ten minute or so spiel, um, it did set the stage for us to to paint the the pieces that were we were working on. Exactly. Exactly. So. Huge shout out to Eric for teaching a fantastic class and congratulations to him on getting his first two day workshop down. Um, also a huge thanks to games, game Garrison for hosting us. Uh, it was a great area to, to work in. Um, yeah, I mean, I really, the venue worked really well and, you know, they gave a 15% discount to all the students who were there. So I know they made some money off of that there because almost everybody bought, bought stuff um and big thank you to all those who attended it was really an honor and a privilege to meet everybody uh the <laughs> damn dude virginia the dmv area man we got some badass painters yes we do and it's quite surprising and i was uh talking to somebody earlier today uh about that saying hey there's a lot of great painters that come from this area that we either don't know about or we just don't realize are from this area. And right. hey, you know what? We just need to keep pumping that out. We need to keep uh, keep it going. California can't have all the best painters, and neither can that small little country over the ocean. Yeah, well, Midwest is a big wave of painters here in the U.S. too. But no, I mean Southern Virginia, where Eric's from. There, uh, there are painters that came uh, also came up from there. We had uh, two fantastic painters from Richmond. Uh, painters mm-hmm. from Baltimore, um, you know, Dumfries, Reston. I mean, it really, yeah, this, the, the, you know, we'll say the Mid-Atlantic. The Mid-Atlantic was representing and representing very impressively, yeah. you know. And we hope that we were able to continue that. I mean, yeah, of course, we both live here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, Game Garrison has uh, uh, the decent facilities. And uh, they were pretty excited and very happy with, um, with, uh, their feedback that they got and they're already starting to think about what what can they do to make other paint um classes happen or even yeah. painters come even if it's a one day or two day or whatever um they have the facilities it's centrally located in the state something yeah. to think about people hey and uh, listeners stay tuned uh it looks like down the road here dan and i'll be teaching some classes there as well uh, probably beginner and intermediate level classes, uh, and they'll cover a wide range of topics. So we'll we'll keep everybody filled in. But again, thank you to Eric, thank you to Game Garrison, and thank you to those attended. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start about what you 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 want to talk about your BattleTech stuff? Do you want me to talk about ReaperCon? Oh, let's let me get my crap out of the way. Talk okay. about some of the stuff that's been going on. So. Um, First, let me go back into the Wayback Machine and talk about 3D printing. And I think we might have even talked about it in the last show. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, that I, I got a brand new 3D printer. You didn't have still it in yet. the box. Yeah, you didn't it's, have it yet. It's, it's, been, it's been in there for a month and a half or so. Um, and it's probably going to stay there for a while because I got a lot of stuff going on non-hobby related right now, which is good, though. Um, 
So it's going to sit there for a while. So if anybody needs a 3D printer, Mike, uh, just let me know. <laughs> we'll get rid of one of them so I can start using the other one. Um, uh, and so why did I originally get uh, a 3D printer was to print Battletech stuff. So finally, uh, wave two of the Kickstarter for Battletech and uh, Catalyst Game Labs finally came through. And I started to paint some of those guys up so that I could... Um, use them so i decided that uh why not uh, throw myself into the grinder and i joined a tournament so <laughs> that will be happening in november oh wow um congratulations we'll see what happens because i don't have the time to learn how to play the game <laughs> so i'm gonna go in pretty uh pretty green i think but um, hey, baptism think, by fire, man. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go in and just say, hey, man, you guys are going to win, but let's just have fun. Mm -hmm. um, I picked an off-the-wall faction uh, that's a bunch of farmers, so it should be kind of fun. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Um, I'm not yeah, sure I was telling you, man, you reminded me of that uh, <laughs> Love, Death, and Robots you know that the one where they're on the alien planet and the far on the farms and the mechs shooting the aliens. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it makes me think of when you were talking about it. I was like, oh wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so I gotta, um, yeah, figure out how to play the game, get these guys all painted up. Um, so I've been doing that uh, for a couple hours here and there, in between homework and regular work. And then um, I finally had filled out all of my scale seventy five paints, and on a whim, tried this small, teeny weeny little company called Monument Hobbies and Acrylic yeah. <laughs> Paints. Pro. Yeah. And it didn't take <laughs> but like three brush strokes to say, holy crap, this shit's pretty good. So mm. um, the other day, I actually it was last week at the, sh at the um, Game Garrison is when I picked up the remainder of the paints to complete that set. Uh, those things are. You bought the fantastic. whole Proquil set. Oh, dude, man, they're awesome. It's not a joke. I thought people were just like paid to say that this stuff was good. It's just good. The so, um, the only gripe I have with it is it does not like wet palettes. So mm -hmm. I just have to remember that when I'm painting with them. So mm -hmm. I know a lot of people with airbrush. Airbrush is just like it's like nectar of the gods man it the the best coats i've ever seen with oh, any wow. kind of paint before any kind of color they blend so well um painting with a brush is pretty darn good too i really like them um i've heard they're a joy to wet blend with because they stay open a little longer yes the problem is is man they don't like they don't like water <laughs> they don't like wet pellets <laughs> um i'm using red grass and um for the, for this uh for these uh for these mechs and literally last night i was just I, I kept having to re um fresh all of my paints because mm -hmm. it was it was minutes that it well, took for them to separate um interesting and and i don't know if it was maybe it was too wet maybe i didn't shake them enough or something but after a couple, you know, literally it was just minutes and they would separate. Maybe I'm not using them right. I'm not going to blame the paint because even when you mix them up after they separate it and you brush with them, they're still fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, the, those in scale 75s, completely different types of paints. 
<laughs> different properties, but uh, I'm, I'm getting used to, to painting with them. And yeah, I, I saw them. a Facebook post of somebody said, Hey, can you, what, what's it, what, you know, should I buy scale 75 or buy the pro acryl lines? And almost universally were like, dude, they're not even, they're apples and oranges. Yes. for the way that they, they, they paint and things they, along they, those lines. they interact completely different but they're still great paints both both sets and i i love them both don't i don't need i very rarely need something else like calvary brown from vallejo um and yeah aren't you glad i brought that smart ass <laughs> i brought all my paints so many freaking years to buy it and i was like you know what Eric finally shows me a reason why I really need it. And I'm like, ah, I might as well just go buy the damn thing. I use Calvary Brown on a ton of stuff, but it's the same thing. It's the same color as uh, Reaper's Ruddy Brown or it's either Ruddy Brown or Ruddy Ruddy Leather. And Mm -hmm. um, Games Workshops, I guess, uh, Doombull Brown is pretty close. It's pretty close, but there's just something maybe a little bit more red in it. It's more red in Calvary Brown, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It just worked well. And I was like, what the crap, man? So, well, that's a good, I mean, that's what uh, I, in Eric's class, I did all, I didn't do use a single flesh paint. I used like Calvary Brown, Ivory, um, mm-hmm. another ochre, and uh, something else. I can't remember the other color. Yeah. Livery Green. And I did you all have my, that. Yeah. They were looking for that. They were looking for that today. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's somebody who would buy it from you. Oh, I have three of them because I have three different. It came what? in, three, yeah, because it came in three different Vallejo sets that I got. It was like <laughs> in the or, orc set, and then the fantasy, this fantasy set, and then and then I had the paint. I bought the paint separately, and so I bought it separately first, and then I got two uh, two Vallejo sets as a gift, and they was in both of those sets. So I, yeah, oh, I have that's three, pretty uh, funny because they were yeah. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll I, I'll hook you up next time I see you. I'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, yeah, we gotta talk offline about that one. Uh, yep. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, all that I've been doing, um, hobby wise. Uh, oh, you know what? I got a new airbrush and started playing with that. Yeah, tell um, us a little bit about that. What what'd you get? So I got uh, an Iwata, I can't even remember the name of it, HP, BC, ABC, I don't know, I can't remember. It's a super cool one. Um, I very rarely use that one because <laughs> because um, it's such a fine needle. Mm-hmm. It It's it's uh, it's smooth as shit, man. It's really nice. And I, I don't even have the skills to, to, to airbrush with it yet um, mm-hmm. because I usually do um, base coating. So I had to fork out another couple bucks and buy a cheap thing off the internet. And, mm-hmm. uh, you bought a master's, right? With the three, with the <laughs> three needles. Master's airbrush with three different needles. And um, mm-hmm. I'm using that as base coating right now, just because I'm using, I'm painting mechs right now. So um, I don't have a need for a super nice airbrush. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's my airbrush purchases. And it makes a world of difference when you have an airbrush that hasn't been dropped 20 times. Um, and has broken needles and uh, paint clogged up in it inside of it. So um, it, it's been a joy to airbrush lately. Oh, excellent. Um, so, yeah. So that's uh, other than that. been trying to get back into that a little bit uh, when I have a chance. That and get rid of all my old shit. Right. All right. So, so, yeah. Tell us about what's been going on in your hobby life, Mike. 
So I guess um, I'll start a little bit before uh, Reaper Con, just then that um, right before Reaper Con, like, I don't know, I thought I was in trouble because all these like bad omens were happening. Uh, you know, Southwest Airlines ultimately like, changed my flight like three times. Um, and then I blew a tire uh, on the Monday before going to ReaperCon and I was like I couldn't get it fixed before I went and then uh the next morning my compressor died on my airbrush um which was awesome and then later in that same day I set my uh champagne glass on fire that <laughs> so and I told a little bit of the story in the past just that you know I was trying to get the air bubbles out of the resin with a lighter and I forgot I had put the paper AK interactive plants on it and let's just say they go up like vroom like within a snap of the fingers Good and so job, i'm man. like i am just screwed this ReaperCon is going to be like one of the worst experiences of my life because there's just no way that they, they, all these things are telling me bad news well it turns out that they, that basically i got all the bad out before i got there ReaperCon was an absolutely amazing time um i would say my overall first impression of it was that uh everybody has described it as basically a giant kind of family reunion with family members you don't know but they treat you very well and that really is a good description of it um everybody's super friendly excited to be there they have an artist alley which i think is probably one of the highlights of it for me is being able to walk from artist to artist they have sculptors painters uh, uh, their graphic designer and uh, the person who does a lot of their concept art was had she had a table Izzy Collier um, and so you got to talk to her about to pick her brain about her ideas and so it was really just absolutely uh, it was a fantastic time and there were a ton um, there was a huge room where the models were and you know they had nearly you know they, they had 743 entries I think um, which is crazy considering, um, they limited admission, you know what I mean? They had much, much smaller in, a, a admission than, than they had originally planned. They only had about a thousand people. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, the, probably the biggest downside was didn't get to take a lot of classes cause they sold out really quickly cause they limited the size because of COVID. Um, and so it was really hard to get classes and I actually wound up only taking two, um, but it is what it is, you know, such as life sometimes, but I will say other things far outweighed. Um, I spent uh, a really good amount of time with Dev Sodegar of CK Studios, who was also on the show. Um, I interviewed him from ReaperCon and I would definitely say Dev's a friend now, man. You know, like it's that that's uh, that is totally awesome to get to meet somebody that, you know, like minded with and um we had a lot of fun we ate a lot of meals together um <laughs> and then uh just meeting all the other judges I, you know i you know names i didn't know i knew like uh, aaron lovejoy but i'd never met him and uh you know a lot of people probably most people who are listening to this know who aaron lovejoy is a miniature monthly and so he also won best in show and then artists i had known of but didn't know who they were like i'd seen their work like it was uh bryce kokenauer who's on our podcast, who, who I interviewed about a week, uh, about two weeks ago, who'll be on the show. We'll air that show soon. Man, he's a fantastic artist. I had not really, I, I had not heard the name, but I had seen some of his work and I, I know he, I know he's a multi-demon winner. 
and he was one best in show at ReaperCon, but he was also one of the judges and he gave me just a marvelous critique of one of my pieces. Um, and you'll actually, people will get to hear that because he did it on, we re-recorded his critique of my piece, um, that the Lancelot piece, cause that really sounds awkward that he critiqued my piece. Um, those of you can't, where Dan and I can look at each other while we're doing this and his, I, he just literally was shaking his head and with his eyes closed, like, no, Mike, <laughs> no, Mike, don't go there. Um, you know, I'm tired. What can I say? Um, I'm, I got to meet Ed and, and, and Dave, the owners of Reaper and, and, uh, interview with them. Um, yeah, it was really, it was a great time. Learned a lot. Uh, and of course I got to sit down with, uh, the show's BFF, Mike Proctor for Michael Proctor for a while too. And, um, yeah, that was really, it, it, it was a blast and, you know, leaving a little piece of history and the, the Reaper, uh, gallery slash hall of fame i don't know what it is but i it's hall of fame sounds better for me so that's what i'm calling it um <laughs> it was pretty it was all pretty cool um in that time period um as far as projects goes uh, as far as projects go i could speak english um i painted a balacor a bortarian um Who's the third one? Bellacor, Mortorian, Magnus the Red, um, 22 X-Wing fighters for the game X-Wing, um, 13 more Dungeons and Dragons figures, my three pieces, plus the piece that I abandoned and decided not to enter into the show, which was a good move because it was terrible. Um, my Elmer the Patchwork Elephant just did not work out. <laughs> it just looked like, uh, it looked like color vomit. You know, it's really the best way to put it. And, you know, a lot of people were saying they liked it, but I think they were lying just to protect my feelings. Um, and so I got, uh, I've, I've painted quite a bit and I'm la I was laughing the other night. I'm like, wait, where are all these models? I, I realized that everything I, I, I like about 70% of what I painted is a commission. So they're gone. You know what I mean? And now, um, I am about 80% done with smog's wings. Thank Jesus. I'm going to be, uh, I am tired of talking about this project, but I guess I'm, we're going to start doing a, a segment called smogress instead. No, never mind. We're not going to do that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's a catch up to the, to where we are now. Um, I started a couple other projects. Uh, oh shoot. I, there, I, I'm so, I, when I got back from ReaperCon a couple of weeks later was the National Capital Model Soldier Society's annual show. And they actually did a live show on a Saturday. It was great. Um, they had a few hundred entries into it. Um, uh, actually, somebody who took the class, a guy named uh, Nick Denardi, uh, who was in our class. And I've actually, I, I think you've met him as well um from at the nova open and such you know he had a great show there because he he won a a best in category and, and a couple of medals and you know it was really well we'll make sure we re-advertise that show when it comes back around next year it was a surprising amount of fun and you know what the vendors were very different than your typical historical um yes there was the the two or three people that had the mountainous walls of <laughs> yeah kits from yeah, the kits from like the eighties of, you know, everything from a German tank crew to every type of, pl you, you think of the war machine and re real life war machine. 
they had it. But this one also had a couple of vendors that just had the oddest figures. Like one of this guy, one of the guys had like a, the silver screen from the fifties and sixties figures. It was totally awesome. I was like, that is incredible. And, uh, you know, I almost, I, I, I'm mad because I, I went to go get cash and then came back and, um, the guy had, had a Houdini and he had sold it. And I totally wanted a Houdini cause I've been reading, um, about, uh, Houdini's secret service. Um, have you ever heard of that? Like the, yeah. the, the people that he hired to be his team to go after, uh, spiritualists to debunk uh the spiritual movements and mediums and things along those lines and yeah. so i was like god i got it that would be awesome to have a houdini miniature because mm -hmm. uh and i just went literally by the time i went from there to the atm and back to him it was gone i near and, and he does it's not uh, he only sells what he gets in so it's not like it's mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna have to do some research and see if i can find something but i kind of forgot about that um so yeah the, that actual uh, i did you know, it's the first time I ever got, I got up that morning and just the thought of packing stuff up to bring with me. I, and I knew I wasn't going to be there, be able to be there through the award ceremony. Um, just because of the way our day was, I was mm -hmm. just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to go, I help judge. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but uh, otherwise I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to come here, judge, look at the vendors. Um, and that was kind of it. You know, I, Hey, they gave me a free lunch, which was super nice and unex totally unexpected. Um, so that was great of them. Um, and there were a bunch of good people. So if anybody, um, listening is in the Northern Virginia area, uh, Baltimore, Washington, that, that also works, but yeah, the national capital model soldier society, great group and open to joining. We actually have people, uh, internationally that do it because they're also going to start doing combo live slash um in person and zoom meetings at the same time so multiple people you know people can participate from all over the world and so but uh yeah that's besides eric's class that's kind of been it man it's not a we did an uh like we kind of walked through some of our uh if we had done anything in our resolutions yet, and I I've gotten okay through mine. Um, I realized, you know, like the social media one I'm, I'm kind of stinking on and I'm going to, I'm going to admit it. I'm not going to do the orc one. I started painting a blood bowl orc for October and I got to tell you, it just, the subject matter just doesn't interest me right now. And I got, I, I like, I, I put base coats over everything and I went, boom, I'm done with an orc. <laughs> I didn't even put a base. It's not even on a base. I'm just like, I painted an orc. They're checkbox. <laughs> hey, you know, painting painting something that you have zero interest in is just a motivation suck. Yeah. It's you know, it just um it doesn't allow you to be creative like where you want to and it's not fun because that's mm -hmm. what we want to do. We want it to be fun. It turns into a chore and we don't like chores. So you know, hey, don't don't paint something that you're not you're not particularly happy or feel like painting that's why i have boxes of gray stuff right now mm -hmm. i don't like painting any of it <laughs> you know what though you know what's interesting though i've start, i've taken a couple of assembly commissions um mm -hmm. and i'm and for I, I don't like modeling but the assembly commissions are really super easy because literally what i do is i pull up a card table pop on a tv show 
and just sit there and assemble while I'm watching TV and get rid of mold lines. And, you know, I watch a couple of episodes. I actually, I'm kind of, uh, you know what? I'm not ashamed. I'm ho- kind of hooked on supernatural right now. Um, it is a CW you got ship. like 15 years of that to watch. <laughs> Dude, I'm already in season 10 and I've only been watching it for about a month. So oh, I, it's, I'm, it's embarrassing how fast that's embarrassing how fast I've gotten through it. My my wife and daughter have been like, you're fat. You did that faster than we watched Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, yes, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> stop being jealous. Uh, so don't don't hate the don't hate the player, hate the game. Um but uh, yeah, so I've actually kind of been like, I'm like, hmm, it doesn't pay as well as painting, but yeah, this is pretty nice. You know, like, I mean, that's, if I can come, if I could sit there and watch TV and assemble stuff, that sounds pretty good. You know, like that and get paid for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. You know, but, uh, and then I, I, I kept saying this too. I'm totally done with commissions. Once I finish smog for the year, I might pick some up in the beginning of January. Then I'm out mowing my lawn and the guy I did the battle, the, the X wings for, and some D and D miniatures for shows up with the battle tech box from the game, not battle tech, Robotech uh, game box. And he's like, uh, you know, uh, could you uh, paint these too? And I'm like, damn it. Yes. You know, but they're not getting done until after I paint a stupid dragon. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I've, I I have a feeling that's going to be a constant. And he is a super nice guy, but he just comes out of nowhere. You know, like I like didn't see him coming. I was like, damn it. What? what? And he yeah, drives, he drives a some man. Huh? Before you know it, you'll be painting everybody else's stuff. You don't get to paint your own that's the big thing yeah that's a, that i don't want to i don't want to do because i want to before the end of this year my, my two personal painting goals is i want to fig- finish the figure from eric's class which was morlock from chimera models mm-hmm. and then i want to finish i am working on uh anabagesha hinta from nuts planet it's uh, my first historical piece um and so i want to finish those two things by the end of the year that's my goal cool. and that and you know it is October and I'm, I'm about halfway done with each of them, but I really just want to take, I want to take my time. I don't want to feel any pressure to do them. You know what I mean? And just there you go, all that them. use or lose, man. <laughs> yeah. And then I got the bonus, you know, I just hit 15 years on Saturday of Eric's class. So now I oh, got the, now added... you get all those, you get all that time and leave that you'll never be able to use because damn, it just keeps piling up. It, and COVID just did not help. It gave a running, like really a running start <laughs> at like not being able to get any time off or not, or be, not be able to use all my time off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. And so, um, that's kind of the review of all of what's been going on. since kind of the last time we, we chatted, I think some of the things that we should talk about are kind of things we're looking forward to right now. Um, so this is going to come out after uh, the Lila Mev interview comes out, which I'm hoping to drop no later than Monday, uh, the 25th. Yes, 25th. Then we also have an interview in the can with Stephen Garcia, Bryce Kokenauer. Um, we have interviews planned with Will Hahn, uh, uh, what Sick Willie Miniatures, and then... Mm-hmm. 
Ron uh, Hawkins of Reaper Miniatures. He's the art director. Um, and then Roglin Studios from Sweden. So we have a lot of shit going on as far as content goes. Plus, Dan and I have in, uh, independent episodes that we want to do. You know, like they're there. I won't, I'm not going to spill the beans on those because, you know, people all be stealing our ideas. And that's right. Can't be stealing know. my ideas. You know, I stole so from someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> you may not steal the idea that we stole. We stole it first. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so far, it's been a, it's been a pretty good year. I, I'm, I just wish I had more uh, miniatures to show for it that I didn't like ship off to somebody <laughs> yeah you're getting stuck in that uh that, that spiral there man we i still have all of my non-painted min- miniatures mm-hmm. so i don't you know i don't have that problem <laughs> no one wants to hire me or or anything to for me to paint their stuff dude i got three I, customers it's not like uh, people are beating <laughs> down my door i mean these are all people i know <laughs> that's three more than i have yeah well fair enough fair enough um like and literally i did nothing to get these customers right like i didn't solicit i got asked to paint smog i got asked to do the dnd stuff and and then the robo battle tech not robotech damn it i keep mixing the two of this macross we'll say i'll just call it macross stuff um because that's what it is i think it's all the macross it's stuff macross, yes. versus the zentradi with the two-leg walker thingies that's right i don't have to paint i don't have to paint any zentradi i'm sure that's coming though the second i hand him these he's gonna hand me the zentradi i know that's, that's coming. fine just paint their ship screen and the guys are purple and he'll be all right nice nice yeah well the problem the problem with the the robotech stuff is that he hired a 10 and a 12 year old to put it together Oh yeah, that's right. And changed all the heads and stuff. Well, they only had the only heads they put on were the was the the mono or the single eye. They didn't do any like a traditional, you know what you when I think BattleTech, I think of the it, hell. We'll 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 do the battle between Transformers and ba- uh, Robotech, the Jetfire look. That's what I yeah. think of when I think of Robo uh, Robotech. I think of the visor cross, you know, the visor, exactly, the, yeah. the four, lack of a better term, ears, you know. And he did none of them. Just all of them look like IG eighty eight from Star Wars. <laughs> and then the my favorite are all the Valkyries have their arms up, like in surrender, or like they're raising the roof oh, or something gosh. like that. And so I'm gonna have to clip those and. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of glue involved in these. Just a little bit. That's what I told them. I said, uh, yeah, next time, don't bring me these. The, the next time, I'm not fixing these. You know what I mean? And so, no more 12-year-olds hired for gluing. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. a disaster. Anyways, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much. I don't really have anything else. Um I mean, we're, we will, um, give more specifics of this. I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but, um, in April on a Wednesday and then the following weekend, uh, Banshee will be teaching a class, uh, in Baltimore and then a one day class in Baltimore and a two day class in, in, um, Virginia beach, which I think Dan and I are both going to attend that two day class. Um, probably, yeah. 
So we yeah, will let people know like more details about that um, as we get more information and if there are any seats available or not. Just as a warning, though, if, if there are seats available, you're going to need to move fast because I am sure that they will fill quickly. Because um, it's been a while. It's been, what, three, two or three years since really any major artists have done a tour of the U.S.? Yeah, since you know, with travel restrictions and everything, people haven't been able to make it. So, yep. Uh, fingers crossed that uh, things get better and people can start coming over and absolutely because we're all wanting it, we're all needing it. And yeah, uh, and we haven't had to Adapticon in two years, right? Yeah, it's so. Uh, I'm not going this year. I'm hoping 2023 is when I'm going to go. So 22 Adapticon, you won't. Yeah, I uh, can't go. Tickets already been sold or i don't i think so i think tickets are already on sale probably yeah i'm not going yeah i can't go the uh, there's i have a conflict that weekend this that this year i can't remember i don't know what it was off top my head but when i looked um plus i'm going to try to go back to ReaperCon and i'm going to try to convince them to let me teach a class next year oh okay yeah, I got a couple ideas for classes. One a simple basing class, and then another one. Ooh, it's top secret. Oh, only because I haven't hashed it all out yet, so I don't even know how. Yeah, those... we need to uh, probably iron some of that stuff out and give us mm-hmm. some test runs. That would be awesome. Over yep, at the yep. shop, yeah, for sure. Well, well, you know, it's always a good thing to uh, kind of keep perspective and look back, right, and figure yeah. out where you've been. And so, you know. Uh, we want to hear what you've been working on this year. Tell us, uh, you know, what projects you got on the hopper or, or down the road. Uh, hit us up at listening to paint at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at listening to paint dry or on Twitter at, at dry listening. Like subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could leave us a five-star review, man, we would totally appreciate it. And we want to say thank you. To all of our listeners, all seven of you, um, we really appreciate everything you do for us. And without you, we would not be doing this anymore. Um, but once we get to 10 listeners, I think we're done. I think we're just call it quits. We should have point. like a big giveaway or something when we have 10. You can you can send them one of your painted. I can give one of my non-painted figures. Well, I, you know, I have to f- complete projects first. So, you know, let me, let, let, let's have that conversation at a later date. Because <laughs> okay. the only time I can complete projects is if I'm under the gun. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're like, somebody needs it for a game or I've got a contest, you know. I mean, I didn't finish, I, I finished all my ReaperCon entries at uh, two o'clock in the morning on Friday, the day I turned them in. So, you know, that was pretty good for me. Yeah. I, you know, usually I would have pulled the all nighter. Um, yeah, but, uh, so anyways, you know what? It's not a bad idea to, to stop for a moment, take a look back, see where you're done and look where you're going. Cause we know you're on the path to become a better, braver, happier painter until next time. See ya. Listening to paint dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPTWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is death by a thousand questions by springtide. Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.